A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome everybody to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast with Rusty Ott, Midwest's own local legend, uh, with an interesting story. Uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. 2020 and a half kinetic mesh is out. Uh, they've got a lot of new stuff coming for 2021 as well. Formula helmet. This is the pinnacle of helmet protection from the folks at Fly Racing. If you go on their website, flyracingusa.com, and check it out, you will see the technology behind it and all the things that they've done. It's really, really impressive. So thanks to those guys for sponsoring the show. Appreciate it. Renthal as well, the undisputed global leader in manufacturing design since 1969. Renthal has become notorious for a relentless obsession of detail and quality through their commitment to produce the finest products on the market today. With a history full of innovations, their latest being Ken Roxon's Fat Bar 36 in engineering and legendary component reliability, Renthal is universally regarded as the most trusted brand in the pro paddock and first choice to the world's premier athletes and race teams, Paddock is an English word, and Renthal is an English-based company, clearly. So please check them out. Also, Max's Tires, uh, please, MXSTs, developed by Jeremy McGrath, who I'm hoping to uh, do an upcoming show with, and used by Alex Ray, AJ Catanzaro, and others. MXSTs, they got the soft compound, they got medium compound, they got hard compound over there. Mountain bike tires as well. The Minions are what I use. And uh, so thanks to the folks at Max's Tires for more information for your UTV, your mountain bike, your dirt bike, light truck, and all of that. Maxis.com for more. All right, thanks for listening. Here's Rusty Ott, interesting guy, interesting story. Check it out. All right, everybody. Now, as promised, on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis and the folks at Rental, a guy I haven't met in person yet, but I certainly know his name from over the years, uh, from way back in the day, from the Midwest. It's Rusty Ott. What's up, Rusty? How are you, man? How are you doing, Stephen? Nice to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Thanks to Corey Hutter, our mutual friend, for for making this happen. Yeah, Corey is a great man. He, we, when I uh... I met him when I had a, a company called TriPro, and uh, he would he did the suspension there, and then we went from uh, TriPro to DGY uh, with Jim Swan's uh, dealership, and uh, Corey did the suspension there, and then uh, Corey went to work for Factory Yamaha. So I mean, it's, yeah. uh, he's just, he's a great man. Well, I would go man. easy on all that great stuff. <laughs> yeah, right, he might okay. listen to this, so you know we don't okay. we don't need to pump him up too much. But <laughs> okay, um, no, thanks for doing this. Really interesting guy. Really interesting story. Of course, you raced. Uh, Race nationals, uh, got a couple points at a national back in the day as well. Yep, um, you've yep. kind of done it all, like you said in, uh, in like I said in the intro. Um, I guess, uh, man, I got a lot of questions for you, but uh, I guess growing up, so let's start at the beginning a little bit. Uh, growing up in Illinois somewhere? No, I uh, I was actually born in uh, Indiana. I grew, okay. uh, grew up in St. John, Indiana, 13, and uh, 
you know, I started riding when I was like eight years old. I had a, uh, my brother got me a Yamaha mini enduro. Then, uh, his friend, Billy Ace track, uh, I started going to the races with him. He went to Hawthorne raceway with, uh, uh, it was a motocross track in Valparaiso, Indiana. And I, uh, I, I was real young. I didn't race, you know, and, uh, uh, but I went with him. He had a CR 250, you know, a Dodge van, you know, that, yeah, uh, yeah. just, uh, it, uh, my, my first race I raced there in 76. Uh, uh, I think I got 14th. Lisa Wagner uh, ran oh, okay. me over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so, uh, um, so Larry Whitmore would have been racing then too. Yeah. Larry yeah, Whitmore. Yeah, yeah, all uh, that. Mark, Bar- Mark Barnett, that, everybody, uh, Mark Barnett was the King there, you know, and I, I think it was Gary Stroud was the, the one, the motocross track. And it was, I think I know his last name was Stroud, but yeah. it was, a. uh, uh I mean, back then they used to put oil on the track to keep the dust out. <laughs> so Jeez, like, yeah, yeah it, I was going to ask you about Barney. Um, if you'd run into him, if you ran across him, obviously, you know he grew up in Illinois. Uh, he early on in Suzuki days, he moved to Alabama and his grandma's mm-hmm. farm, and you know that's where he kind of based himself. But you know whether it's Chase Sexton now or, or Barnett uh, back in the day, like Illinois has some 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 name guys. So oh yeah, was, I mean how about that Chase? How about Chase Sexton? I mean yeah. I just. Uh, I, I watched him, you know, I, I got to watch him race locally on the 65s and his family is just, it just, uh, what a, what a blessing that is. I love watching him ride. Yeah. And, just, just, and I didn't, you know, when I was in college, I didn't get to watch much racing, you know, but it was, uh, uh, it was just a hear that, I mean, to win two champ, just amazing. Just yeah. amazing. Uh, Illinois guy too. Uh, so was Barnett pretty amazing back then? Like did everybody, oh, kind of, did there, everybody there was, yeah, like everybody no kind of knew. Everybody knew yeah. he was going to be something. Is that? Yeah, yeah. they knew it. Yeah, yeah. I think he was sponsored by Beanie Honda back then. And every, I mean, he was the fastest. It'd be like watching James Stewart. I mean, he, there was no <laughs> one even, no one in the same yeah. zip code as Barnett. I mean, it was uh, just amazing. Yeah. Just amazing to watch. Uh, you know, I mean, I got to watch him at Buchanan. I, I got to do, as a young kid, I, my friends were older. So I traveled. Yep. I mean, I went, you know, it just was fun to, I, I, the the needle's been in my arm since eight years old. Yeah. I just I love motorcycles. Love motorcycles. So at some point, uh, you're getting pretty good at racing. You decided to to turn yeah, like yeah, local we, pro. Uh, I, yeah, my dad was a, had a doctorate in chemistry. He worked for Amical Research. So we went from, moved from Indiana to Napier. Uh, I grew up in Oswego, Illinois. So okay. we we moved there, and uh, my parents bought me. I made their life a little miserable for moving, but uh, they bought me a '77 YZ80. So I. Uh, uh, I raced and I started racing in 77, uh, pretty much every week of my mom and the old 69 Chevy pickup and, uh, at Byron. And, uh, I mean, I just, I raced, I mean, started pretty much racing in 77. Then I just, uh, next year I got an RM 100, you know, in 79 and yeah. RM 125. So you know, just kind of uh, got better and better. As yeah, it, just, yeah. 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 Just never, uh, I, I just, uh, just a, a blessing. I love motorcycles. I mean, that's, they're, any of them are cool. Right. I mean, I don't care what they are. They're just cool. So I did a story on No Fear a long time ago, mm-hmm. and yeah. the Simo brothers and Sir Wall, like, are you around yeah, those I, guys? Uh, do you know yeah, them? Well, yeah, everybody had LOP jerseys. Right. And, and, you know, and I, uh, that was a kind of a little bit before my time. But, okay. uh, I mean, I was there. No, I was there, and I, and I knew Jeff Sir Wall. I dealt with, with him a little bit, and he was a, uh, a great guy. So and I got to watch him ride, you know. 
but uh, there was a, a guy in Illinois named Jimmy Bugler, which there was the fastest guy. And on he uh, he was an LOP rider. And I mean, everybody had LOP jerseys. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was really cool. It was really cool. Um, So you were, yeah. So you remember those guys? Uh, yep, Lorenz and all those? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, I do. I didn't know it was an Illinois thing until I did that No Fear story. And they all, kinda, yeah. yeah, that's where they all kind of met each other. I mean, you know, from back in the day before they went to California. Well, yeah, so. I mean, and I raced, you know, with the, the joint family, you know, you know, obviously Ronnie Joint that owns Decal Works, yeah. you know, and uh, Dennis Joint. I mean, they're just, uh, I've, I've, you get to meet so many of the best people. Yeah. And I just, uh, just, I lived and breathed racing. I mean, I, whatever, every, I mean, that's what I did. I did nothing but race. You know, I mean, I, I never took it serious enough with the training. And I mean, I was always working on my bikes more than actually, right. you know, and, uh, I, but it, I just I lived and breathed racing. I mean, I, I mean, once I started, you know, in the bigger yeah. classes, I had a one twenty five, had a two fifty, had an open. I raced all three classes. I mean, it just I. Uh, were you? I, I, but I never. Were you making any money uh, like as a local pro? Like nah, were you able yeah, to? Yeah, you know, I I always tell my friends it, it'd be like you know going to the bar, drinking all day long, and then they give you twenty bucks back and say come back tomorrow. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> so it was a. I mean. Yeah. Do you make any money racing? No, I mean, yeah. but I mean, I was lucky. I had uh, always had support through dealer, and I always worked at a dealership since 1980. So I mean, oh, okay. part of yep. my part of my paycheck was, you know, basically, you know, I got bikes and parts, and I got a factory Yamaha support ride in I think '84. You know, so I mean, and I had uh, in the early '80s. I mean, just amateur stuff, but I mean, I was yeah. able to get bikes and yep. parts and uh, and just. I worked uh, six days a week, and I'd go racing on Sundays. And then in the uh, on the on the week, then the summer times around here, it used to be uh, Santa Fe was a night track, which I was the king. I mean, I I won there a lot, you know, and that always paid real good money. And so I'd race Wednesday nights, I'd race in Lake Geneva, you know, Friday nights, or you know, and then I'd race on Sunday. I mean, I I raced. I didn't practice much. I mean, there's no time. Yeah. You know, I just uh, but uh, um. Uh, but, so like uh uh wh where are you working what dealership are you working at in like mid early 80s and, and mid 80s well, i started I, in 1980 i started working uh at a place called fox valley honda okay. and i worked there uh until uh, 1983 and uh my ex-father-in-law which passed away he was a great uh, but uh he negotiated a deal with jim swan in 83 for me to go work uh work at dgy uh there was a suzuki dealership so i rode uh RM125s and I uh, had an RM500, so I won the local, the, the Illinois State Championship. You know, I just, uh, so I worked at DGY. I worked from DGY from 1983 to 1988. And then uh, I went, uh, the Bill Baird and Dan Baird and Penny Baird, uh, they, well, Bill did my suspension. We, we started a business called TriPro. Okay. So, I mean, uh, so, and uh, we, we ran that from 89 to 91, and then uh, I merged that company back with, uh, uh, DGY. So I was with DGY through till. Yeah. So that. Oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say. So DGY has been there for you. It's been a constant for oh, you. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh yeah. I mean, that's where I, I met so many people. Yeah. I mean, so many people. Um. Okay. So like in the in 1985, you got 20th overall at Redbud. Uh, yeah. yeah. 500 on a Yamaha and on a YZ 490. Um, yeah. So yeah. like you, you know, as a failed pro myself. Yeah. Uh, I can appreciate. Yeah, you're a lot better, right? Yeah. No, no, no. I can appreciate the, the scoring a point or two at a national is, is gnarly. So, what do you remember about that day? Well, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I actually I don't remember that much. I remember, I think in 1990 or something on a, uh, a CR125, and I got 
I was running 12th in the 125 class all the way to the very end, and I got 18th, I think, one moto. And I, uh, the, uh, I mean, the next moto, I went. To, I mean, it looked like it looked like a puddle. I, I went to try to race the second moto, and I, I, I had to pull off, acting like my knee hurt. I mean, I just had nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it was. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I just didn't back then. It's not like the trade. I mean, yeah. It, it was not only my hobby. I love. I, I just loved it. I, you know, I. I I didn't take it serious enough to, I mean, where, I mean, I had, you know, a young family. I had, it just, racing was a big part, but I didn't, not like I see it now. I mean, the commitment now I see, I I just thought, you know, I have a son, Matthew, that races, he rides and I just don't know. It's just a bigger commitment now than it was back then. I mean, you got away with more talent than, you know, I mean, I don't know. It just, I, I, I I didn't tra- I didn't treat it as a job. I treated to hang out with my buddies, have a great time racing. Uh, I mean, it, I don't I barely remember racing. I remember just the family times. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah really, right? And, I mean, isn't that funny? Uh, I mean, that's just right. But running twelve must have been so cool. Uh, oh man, class. I couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, I was running. I mean, I was. Uh, I, I and I remember in an open class. I mean, that's a open. That was probably I was the best on an open bike. It just a. Uh, uh, but I mean, I always tried to ride the 125 because it seemed like that's where all the fast guys are always yeah, at. Yeah. You know, and who cares if I got you know fifth or fiftieth or, yeah. or or whatever? It didn't matter. I mean, it, that's what the you know. But uh, did you? It was cool. Did you try to race Pontiac ever? Any Supercrosses? Oh no! Yeah, see, yeah, that's yeah. what I got a great Pontiac story. I won the Pontiac, uh, uh, the amateur day. Well, back then, you know, they raced Friday night and Saturday yeah. night, and I I always would make it to the night show, but I could never make a main. I never made a main, you know. And then yep. so Sunday was the amateur day, and uh, and I was trying to think when when I was when I told you I was talking to you, it was, uh, it was either eighty six or eighty seven. I won the two fifty amateur day, you know. And uh, Mike Larocco landed on me, and he crashed, and I stayed up, you know. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> back then, uh, the Yamaha support guy was Mike Guerra, yep. you know. And I I called him Monday and said, "Hey, send me my money. I won." He goes, "You didn't win, you know." And maybe you know. And I, <laughs> I mean, so he had, you know, it's funny. You know, to that race, I had no money, and my my daughter Allison was just born. I had to cash in a, a savings bond just to go oh, racing geez. that weekend. Oh, jeez! So, wow. I don't know. Uh, so it was a yeah. So I raced Pontiac. I mean, I yeah. I, I could. I raced arena crosses. I, I traveled with the Randa family. I mean, we, we raced all the time. It just, I, I, I struggled. I just, I, to make to the, the mains, I mean, I, yeah. in the pro class locally, I, you know, I'm a top right. three guy, but yeah. just, uh, the bigger races, I just, uh, but I still went, I mean, raced Unadilla, raced Binghamton, I raced, you know, I mean, yeah. I, uh, I, I raced I, Unadilla in 1990. I made the, uh, 500 national but i got like 28 right, right. With the, uh, was that the so year like, it was super dusty like super yeah, mega dusty yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so i was uh i mean i just uh, I, I love racing i don't think there's a man more that loved it i just uh <laughs> i mean obviously so yeah no it was all right it was it was around your whole life right uh yep, um, that's all it, so yeah. what do you remember about the early days of dgy jim swan and was it a, oh jim swan was yeah, it a yamaha no, dealer was, early on yeah we're yep. a yamaha dealer and then we got suzuki that's when i started to work there because i was a suzuki rider and then uh there was a uh, gym sponsored a guy back then named troy bradshaw that was my arch rival he you know he won loretta's and <laughs> yeah, all you yeah. know and he uh you know but i could beat him like, a couple local races i mean i could hang with him but when he goes to bigger races he'd lap me i just was you know but yeah uh, so it started with you know troy and then uh jim after you know i started tri-pro and i came back he uh uh 
you know, he started with, you know, Lampson and yeah. he really, he really got hooked with racing. Jim Canner was the uh, team manager and it was, uh, uh, he, I never got to go to him because, you know, one, I had a young family and plus, you know, I had to man, the, man, the reg, I worked the shop. So, I mean, I never got to go on any races, you know, yeah. but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he had, they did a, he did a great job. I mean, think about, you know, yeah, I always, I always wondered though, like how did Lampson NorCal guy, get hooked up with dgy in illinois right I, you know, I, that was the first time was, i remember seeing it and i was like oh yeah, yeah. i don't know I, I jim canner i raced with jim uh he was the team manager and stuff and uh he uh he was a he's an ungodly rider still and he uh but uh he, that was him and jim's deal though they yeah. went uh i mean they knew they took it to the next level yeah i mean i remember one one year jim went to the race jim swan and uh Went to races, said next year. I mean, I'm gonna have a team, and you know, yeah, he got some, he was, he got some box fans from Yamaha. He, man, he, he said what he did. Yeah, know? I mean, I just you know, or did what he said. You know, I mean, it just, uh, uh, it, I didn't, I wasn't, I, I was running the mail order. I started the mail order department at okay. DGY. We did a real good. Uh, we had a, it was a, he ran the business good. I mean, I learned uh, uh, all the right things from Jim Swan and the way he ran his business. And I, I mean, there's a couple. There's a guy named Ed Crass that used to work for Jim that owns Mid South Motoplex. You know, he helps. Uh, he helped out fully yeah. uh, for the longest time. I mean, it's just a uh, Jim's touched a lot of people's lives. You know, and yeah. it just uh, so these are but, the days of like putting an ad in MXA for mail order stuff. Right. You know, exactly, all that kind of right. stuff, right? Yeah, that's where I met Scott Wallenberg. You know, yeah. Scott. I mean, uh, and I got to do a couple. Uh, he came out and tested a couple of our bikes with Larry Brooks, and I mean. It was just a, I mean, it was just really just good times. I mean, just good times. So you must have been moving some units and selling some parts at DGY yeah. back in the day. Yeah, we did. Right. I think yeah. we, were the, we were the number one Yamaha dealer. We used to go to the Yamaha warehouse in Wisconsin two or three times a week. To, you know, we would we stock the parts. We, you know, we uh, I'd ship them out the same day or next day. I mean, it's a. That uh, yeah. was a big instrumental part of that, and it was a. And we we did real it was. It, we did real well. I mean, I, had, yep. I, mean, I met a lot of fellow racers that way. You know, Eric Gore used to be there. You know, with the, oh, I mean, was he? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, uh, I mean, there's so many people. I mean, it just, I know. I mean, it's just, uh, just good people. Yeah. Uh, so what did you do at DGY over those years before you moved, before you started TriPro? Were you still you were still racing, uh, right? And then you were yeah, you, still racing. I bought, yeah, I just, raced the whole time. You know, yeah. I was in the parts department. You know, yeah. and then I started the mail. You know, so I ran the mail order department. Okay, you yeah. know, so I'd be like a chaparral back then. You know, they had them. You know, I we, we did factory Yamaha Suzuki parts. You know, and I, uh, th- that's that's what we you know. So and we yeah. had a real uh, pretty much anybody in Illinois bought you know from DGY. And yeah, it was a. Uh, we sold a lot of motorcycles. I mean, a lot of motorcycles. Was it always in the – so in, in 2002, I worked for Triple X, Motor Triple X and Nick mm-hmm. Way, and we were sponsored right. by DGY. That's where we got our bikes from. Um, right. I wonder if – was it always the same location, kind of on that one road, like on they, the strip it's mall? On, it's, on, it's on Ogden Avenue. After I left, uh, they moved into a, the, a building down the street. Oh, okay. Jim took it to the next level again. Yeah. I mean, it was a beautiful store. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, which I point? think the address – we were on more in the corner, and he moved it down, I think – I. Not positive. I think it was the the old adult video store. I think, but yeah. it was, uh, but it was nice. So I mean, it was a, uh, uh, you know, you know, Harry Bowman was a part of it. I mean, that's. I yeah. mean, it just a. Uh, they, uh, I think, at that point, they sold everything. They sold maybe all three, yeah. three of the four lines yeah, or, or four yeah, or five yeah, lines. Got, yeah. After After I left, they got Honda, and right. I, uh, they bought the Honda. I wasn't involved with that. That's yeah. when after I started Pro Source, and uh, um, you know, I always. 
I, I just, yeah, I, I didn't really follow much after that, you know, because I think Jim sold it to a doctor. So, I mean, I wasn't involved with yeah. none of that stuff you, you know, when I was there. When you left for Tripro, how was that? Were you just basically, what, what, was it okay with Jim or were you trying to, oh, you yeah, were trying no, to strike out on your own, was, I guess, uh, right? It, it's funny. In, in 88, my, my friend had a detail shop named Tony Parker. So I, I went to, we, I was doing a detail shop with them during the winter and I mean, I've never worked so hard in my life for a hundred dollars a week. <laughs> so I, that, I mean, that's why I started TriPro. I mean, that's what uh, I mean because we did mail order Honda parts and yep. mail order. And I was buying parts from another dealer and uh, uh, my buddy Eddie at Mid South Motorplex, and uh, we. Uh, so I mean, it's there. There was never never a hard feeling with Jim. I yeah. mean, I'm not at least not that I remember. I mean, that was. Uh, I mean, there was. He always wants the best for everyone. If you got a right. better opportunity, you take it. You know? yeah. I mean, it just, uh, I mean, when I stopped working there and we came back in 91, I mean, I think, it was no I mean, problem. I think he realized yeah. That, yeah, no. And I think he realized that was a big instrumental part of his business. I yeah. think. You know? Right. But, uh, uh, did TriPro work? Did you do pretty well at that ever? Did it, did it, I mean, did it... No, I mean, I don't, it's no, I mean, it did. I mean, we made a living, but I didn't, uh, it wasn't enough. I mean, it, I didn't have, it wasn't, I wasn't a franchise dealer. I, I wasn't selling any motorcycles. We were right. basically a, mor- a motocross shop, you know. And uh, yep. um, it, I mean, I was trying to do mail order, but you know, I'm paying more for the. You know, I wasn't a dealer, so I'm paying more for parts. And uh, I mean, I had to, did a couple things right. I've always done a couple things right. It just, uh, <laughs> yeah. But it just. Uh, I mean, we sold a lot of stuff, and everybody had tri pro jerseys, and but it just. Uh, it was it profitable. No, I mean, no. I, 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 no. Did you I try mean, to become was, a dealer? Did you talk to? Yeah, 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 I tried. We tried to become a Honda dealer. Uh, uh, and there was a couple. We tried to buy it. You know, and it just, you know, I look back at it now. I mean, the, getting a franchise is probably the biggest mistake. I would have been better off. I mean, you know, I, I, I at the time, yeah, that's what I tried. It's, mm-hmm. it's every guy's dream to own a motorcycle. Yeah, show, at least you know, it's everybody's dream. And then once you get it, you realize it's the worst nightmare. You know, yeah. I, I always uh, said they're 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 in business to make sure I'm out of business. I mean, it just. Uh, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I did try to get it. I didn't qual. I've never financially qualified in, until uh, I mean I faked everything, you know. But it, it just uh, uh, yeah. So I mean it's. Uh, but finally, I, I was able. I, a guy named Kevin Boyle helped me, uh, and uh, when I after I opened Pro Source in '98, I became a yeah. You went I back to Yamaha. back to DGY after after yeah. TriPro back to DGY for a while. Now this okay back to DGY. This is yeah. this is the button Henry. Things are official Yamaha yep. 125 team. Uh, yep. some really good results and all of that, but you're Boy, back, did I? You're back yeah. working, uh, at the dealership though. Yeah. I'm at the dealership. I didn't get to, I, I think all I went to, I think I watched Jimmy button at Indy. I went to, I went to took my family. I think I only got to see the team one time. I mean, I never, <laughs> uh, I know. And that's what kills me. I mean, it was, no, uh, right? I, I didn't, uh, I didn't get to, I wasn't a part of the, I was at the shop working. I Look, mean, in, 19, a, in 1990, a, you ran 12th at Red Bite. You could have told Swan, listen, I'll, I'll fill in I if know. there's an injury. <laughs> I know, Give me I a break. <laughs> yeah. He used to always laugh because, you know, it's funny. Jim never went to the races. You know, and he, I don't think he even realized, you know, I was yeah. a good amateur. You know, and the, there was the Santa Fe was a track right by DGY. So on Wednesday nights, you know, he came out and he realized, I mean, uh, I had a pretty good following. And I, I mean, I usually I was real good. It, it was easy. It, it was a flat type track. And uh, it's. It, it was easy. I'd always put new tires on my bike. It was a clay track. I put a new clutch. It's guaranteed for a win. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you should have just been like, yeah, uh, listen, Swan, let me help you out. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, this was like, yeah, so, again, Button, Henry, uh, really yeah. good riders. So, nice little oh, cool God. team. Yeah, La- Steve Lampson. Yeah. I mean, there, there's uh, 
I, I mean, they had, uh, there's God, there's two other guys. Uh, Jim Canner knew them all. I yep. mean, he, uh, he traveled with the, he traveled with them all. That was that was his deal. But would the would the team come back to the shop during the weeks and stuff off the yeah, off weeks and yeah, stuff? Very yeah, very rarely. Yeah. yeah, very rarely. I mean, they would, you know, and yeah. it was because uh, I mean, it was a working dealership, and it really isn't time to be messing around with dirt bikes and box fans and stuff like. I mean, we didn't have that big of a shop, so I mean, it, right. uh, yeah, they didn't. Uh, you know, very rarely did they come back to the shop. I mean, they they pretty much yeah. were on the road all the time. By the way, you owe, yeah, you owe your uh, you owe your buddy Wallenberg some 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 uh, kudos <laughs> because at one point I think MXA came out like you said tested the Tri Pro Honda with Larry Brooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. All because of Scotty Wallenberg. We made a we made a uh, I think it was a 1988 or 89 CR250 for him. I got a picture of it out to send you sometime with his you know with his 613 on it. Yeah, he was a yeah. Uh, I didn't realize. I mean, he was a real hero in Illinois. That's a little bit before my time, but right, I, right. I, he was always a wonderful man. At some point. You put a YZ490 motor in a YZ250 frame. Yeah, I can't believe it. That was yeah, I had the Loretta's. I took. I went to Loretta's and I. What I year was down. this? What year was 1988. This? I had a, took a 1988 and then. Uh, oh my I god. I put a YZ490 in that. And it actually bolt right in. I just had to do. Uh, and that's well, when Lampson, after uh, after I let Lampson, they were that's they started the YZ250. They I think he was riding a 360. Yeah, the 360 Nolene. Yeah. The Nolene had a 360 yeah, kit. Yeah. yeah, so I mean that's a yeah, but I had a YZ. I can't believe you. Uh, but you yeah, put, that was a big deal. But you put a f- air cooled 490 motor in. <laughs> right. Yeah, my 250. Uh, my 250 frame. And boy, did it work good. I mean, that's a. Uh, I can't believe it actually worked. I can't believe you actually. It figured, did. It, I can't it, believe you figured it, out the pipe and everything too. I like, know. Oh. It, 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 it was almost bolted right in. I mean, it was a great. Uh, the 490s, I loved them. I mean, uh, Eric Gorin figured out how to fix the pinging problem. We cut the slide, cut the head. And yep. They're so on so godly fast, anyhow. And I, uh, uh, it, uh, I, I never rode a KX500 or a Honda CR. I mean, I always just had YZ490s, yeah, yeah. air cool bikes. <laughs> you know? Had a definitely distinctive sound. Yeah, no, for sure, right? So, okay, so back. So now you open Pro Source. It's a dealership. Yeah, nineteen. Yeah, nineteen ninety-five. Open Pro Source. Okay. So, uh, that was uh, that was my own. I uh, I started uh, Yamaha uh, dealer. No, no, I didn't get a Yamaha till '98. Oh, okay. I started. Yeah, I started as a used bike dealer only, and I was uh, selling, buying used sport bikes and uh, selling them to a guy that was exporting about the country. So oh, okay. I, was, uh, uh, I, I mean, we shipped containers. Dude, that was a huge bikes. thing for a while there. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was a huge thing. So. That's what uh, jumps. That's and back then there were so many used bikes to be bought. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was buying them out of the paper, make three hundred bucks, put them in a container, and they'd go out. You know, they go out of the country. Yeah. You know? So I mean, uh, I that went, was. Uh, I went to a dealership in Miami or South Florida somewhere around their two, early two thousands, and mm-hmm. they were doing uh, a container a week or something. Just insane numbers to, a, to South America. To South America. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. I, actually. I, after I became a Yamaha dealer, there was uh, a guy I was selling to in Miami that was shipping them out of the, I mean, he just, it's amazing. But I mean, it's a business. I never went out of the States. I, I yeah. never. So, I mean, it would, I was more like the middleman. I bought the bikes, you know, yep. and we, I'd load the containers and that was always a, a pain in the ass because they tie down a motorcycle. You got to build front. I mean, it's just a, it takes forever. And they, there'd always be some damage by the time they got there. Just, a uh, right. I mean, they didn't want them in crates. They want them stack them in like sardines. You know, I mean, it just. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we did that. That's how I got things going. And then in uh, 1998, uh, Kevin Boyle, I raced with him way back when, and he, uh, uh, he he was my partner, and we were able to get a Yamaha franchise. And then we got a, a 
uh, Suzuki franchise. And then I think in 2000, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, Kevin was my partner. We gave him, uh, he got majority of his money back. And, uh, uh, so it was my dealership again. So, I mean, it, well, it was my dealership to begin with, but yeah. it was, uh, so that, um, that's him. Now it's, I remember like, uh, whether it's Hoffmaster or a bunch, I saw a ton of pro sorts stickers on, on guys' bikes back then when I was a mechanic. Oh, yeah. So well, you mean, were helping yeah, on a lot of guys. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, there isn't, there isn't, I'm surprised there's even racing in Illinois after I went to college. I mean, it was, I mean, there was, everybody had a pro source Jersey sticker. Yeah. Uh, 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 Jason Coleman was my team manager. Uh, we had a, a, a pro team with, with Tommy Hoffmaster, which their fam. I mean, another great man and mm-hmm. just a, great rider nothing but heart and uh yeah so we tried it for a year but it just it goes back to i mean it, yeah it's yeah, such yeah, a money, yeah. A money loser i mean yeah. as much as i love it it just right. uh, i mean it and we i think we're the number one yamaha dealer then it just but if you're making 300 bucks a bike and you know yeah. i mean really you were number one grand, number one yamaha number dealer. One yamaha yeah i think well ty take that back we're always in the top four both yeah. yamaha and yeah. suzuki yeah. we're always uh, we sold I sold motorcycles. I mean, it wasn't, and it wasn't just motocross bikes. You know, we sold ATVs, real, uh, rhinos. Uh, I mean, we yeah. we had at one point. I had forty employees. I mean, I'm and I got everybody's driving trucks. You know, we're delivering bikes everywhere. I yeah, mean, yeah. No one, you know, I had a mail order department there. We, had, I mean, I had a. Uh, so you before, you, were, you were making money then. Uh, honestly, Steve, I, I never made money. You know, I mean, because <laughs> I, I mean, when you're when you're spending more money than you know, I didn't. You know, I've learned so much in the last couple of years. I mean, well, that's why I don't think I would ever do a motorcycle shop. But I mean, I see a lot of these guys are making money, but it just, you mm-hmm. got to treat it like a business. Everything has to be tied. I just never did. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, you're I always like, yeah, I'll help, I'll, I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll, right. I'll yeah. help you. I'll help you. I mean, and I just kept borrowing money, you know, I just kept borrowing money. And it just, yeah. you know, all for the drink. I mean, I really, you know, I did a lot of things right and I did a lot of things wrong. You know, I mean, I would do if I had to do it over, I mean, it would, uh, but I mean, we, we, a lot of people, you know, I helped a lot of people. They were doing yeah. good, good people. Um, good people. well, yeah, let's dive into a little bit of this. Yes. This is yep. interesting. I think for, for a lot of people who know your name from yep. the news and everything else, right. uh, we kind of right. covered your backstory, the fly racing racer X podcast with rusty hot, hot presented by Renthal and Maxis as well. Um, so, you spent some time in jail. I did. You got yeah, out did, recently. Um, yeah, I did. Just did, out. did this, did what you were doing, maybe lay out what was what you and, and some of your uh, friends and buddies okay. were doing, okay. I guess, first of all. Basically, what I was doing, I was borrowing money from banks on uh, on things that didn't exist. Yeah. I mean, I knew how to make a VIN number on something. I mean, it and one, I apologize to everyone, all the lives I affected. And I mean, and I... I I have a lot of friends and they, everybody knows, like I told you before, I know the truth and they know the truth. But mm-hmm. I, uh, so I'm, I, I'm borrowing money from banks that I'm really, it's miscollateralized, you know, but. So you're, so you're and this is when you're at ProSource. This is ProSource. At ProSource. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I started, I mean, I, I never had any money, you know, and I, uh, so, and the banks told me no, no, no. And I, I, I found a way, I mean, to, for to get to get the money, so I helped myself and I helped a lot of other people. You know, I mean, I just uh. So you basically said, "Look, I have uh, I have fourteen UTVs. Here are their serial right. numbers, uh, right. as collateral, and I need whatever a million dollars or something. Right, something right. like that. Well, that, that yeah, that that was more with the floor plan stuff. I mean, what really okay. I was borrowing money on. You know, I would go to a bank with a, uh, you know, and 
since I a dealer, it looked like I was, you know, selling a yep. unit. I mean, and sometimes there would, and bottom line is, it was, I mean, some of it is true. I mean, there was, I did financing on motorhomes. I mean, there is some of it true. So, I mean, but, you know, I mixed in, you know, I did him, you know, I mean, it's embarrassing to even talk about Steve, but I, I, I did it. I mean, I did it. I, uh, you know, I did the, I knew how to make tax return. I knew how to do it all to get yeah, things yeah. approved. And it just, uh, you know, I look back at it now, I just, none of it makes sense. You know, I, I always, I always try to figure out maybe because We're, at racing, it's all, at all cost. you know, and yeah. I mean, it just doesn't, it makes, you know, it affected, you know, even though banks, we were paying the banks back, but it's wrong. And I, and you know, I, it's yeah. just wrong. You, I mean, I, and I feel terrible about it. So, and well, at some, at some point you were helping out your buddies, right? You were giving some of yeah, the money I to, helped to out, friends. Yeah, and- I helped out. Yeah, I helped a lot of friends, you know, other buddies that own dealerships, you know, I mean, it just, I, I did it, you know, I knew how to do it. And uh, were they coming to you for loans and you were like, Hey, here's what we got to do. Like, yeah, here's what, I think yeah. it's just cause I was, I was friends with everyone. Yeah. And I mean, and so they would, you know, and I, I want to charge people money to do it. I just would do it because, you know, I just, uh, it makes, oh, so, yeah, that's crazy. It just, I mean, think about it. I mean, it just, I knew so many people and it just, uh, you know, it's embarrassing to even talk about it, but I mean, I did it and, uh, yeah. You know, and so I mean, I mean, my my restitution sixty three million dollars. I mean, and it's not it's a wrong number, but it doesn't matter. It could be sixty three cents. <laughs> whatever, uh, yeah. yeah, whatever, whatever exactly. it is, right? Whatever. Right. So, so I mean, it's uh, you at some point. So you you you, you and again, like you're you're guilty. You're accepting the blame. There's no yeah, doubt. Absolutely. But at you know, some point too, like. And and this this is a broader scheme of our housing crisis we had say ten years right. ago. Like right. I read, I read up on this. I watched the movie The Big Short and things like this. Right. And these banks are loaning money, and they don't even give a shit what's going on. Like they're not doing they any don't. work on their end, no. and they're no they're, bo- they're borrowing people money for houses. And I'm and I'm I'm not trying to get you off here because you admit guilt and you no. admit it. I'm just right. saying, like, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's some of this is on the banks to be like, whoa, Rusty, you have a. Uh, five loans out already for X amount of money. Maybe we shouldn't give you that six loan. You're exactly right. I mean, it's <laughs> it's you're exactly right. You know, I mean, even the prosecutor said they just couldn't believe. You know, but it doesn't. I mean, yeah, yeah, I look yeah. back at it now. You know, I didn't have a, a plan. I didn't. You know, the, the, I never felt like I guess a, what I was doing is criminal. But I never feel because we we're. I didn't take the money and run and like I'll see you. I'm going to be in the Bahamas. I put it right in the business. You know, guys that I help with. I mean, it was for their businesses. You know, I just it was, but it, I mean, it just. Well, you you must have got caught because you weren't current. Is that what happened? No, no, no. We were current. Oh. We got caught. We we no. We were everything was current. What, what happened? One, I'm I I got way too big for my britches, and I'm helping everyone. Yeah. So I mean, and if I helped you, and you can't pay your payment, now I got to pay your payment. You know, to, so it doesn't bring heat to yeah. me. And then what really happened is. Uh, in 2006, Fifth Third Bank, which, you know, I originally got in trouble with them in 04. They came to me. They came to me. I didn't come to them. They lent me money for a floor plan, and I just took it to the next level. I mean, I borrowed one from a $3 million floor plan to $26 million floor plan. Holy you know, and, uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is all. So then in 2008, when the uh, the uh, the the banks all blew up. I, if I understand it correct, uh, you know, the feds helped them out, but the banks didn't have to lend the money, so they called in my loan. Well, I mean, I couldn't get another bank to buy it, and so then that's when they found out. Now, wait a second, you got you know you got a motorhome that's worth you know fifty bucks. You got it on a floor plan for five hundred thousand. You know, I mean, I, I if there isn't a, I broke every law there is, Steve. I mean, it just 
all that to, you know, to make sure people were paid. You know, my health insurance alone each month for my employees was 36000 a month. I mean, it just yeah. – uh, it's um, just dumb. I, I I mean, I had six years to think about. I mean, I originally got caught in 2004. I rearranged everything. Uh, and then, then in 2008 is when everything blew up. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I didn't get indicted till 2014. So basically, that's a 10-year walking sentence right there. I mean, it. it, it one thing that you learn about the you know, when you're in trouble, you know, yeah. the, the wheels of justice move slow, but they move. I yeah, mean, yeah, just, yeah. I mean it, it's not going away and you can't buy your way out of it. You know, I mean, it's, I, it's crazy, though, to me that the bank can come and call that loan. I didn't know that could happen when yeah, they could just come yeah, and no, be like anytime. It happens all the time. I mean, if you know, they can call the loan and, and when you sign, you know, the fifth third bank, I mean, they when you sign anything that I own, even legitimately, yeah. they get. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah. So it's uh all that, I mean, and I basically sold my soul to the devil, the, the dream of owning a motorcycle shop. You know, I mean, it just and then every, at some point, your your sales aren't there, and you're getting deeper right. and deeper and deeper, and Bro, it's that's easier. It. What to, happened yeah, is, yeah, yeah, and not only did they call my floor plan before that, the bank stopped lending money. You couldn't, I, everybody financed everything, yep. you know, so I mean, it. You know, that's it. Just the bubble. I mean, every plate. I, I had too many plates spending. No, you know? I, can, I mean, it just, I can it, imagine it, Rusty at this time. No, you got yeah, everybody's closing in on you, and you're just like, it is. I mean, yeah. it's embarrassing to even talk about because I mean, it affected so many people's lives. And I mean, I don't, don't ever think that I, there's not a time I don't think about it. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's just wrong, and I'm gonna spend the rest of my life making it right. To, I mean, I I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean. Will I be able to repay it back? No, but I mean, every dime I'll do my best. And I mean, and the, the best thing with all this, you really realize is just how important your family is. I mean, and your friend, and your close friends stick behind you. I mean, they yeah. always. Yeah. I mean, I, I learned. I mean, you know, and if anything, I mean, what you do to your family, you know, they don't know any of this. I mean, I didn't. Yeah, tell yeah, them yeah. They don't. They're just seeing us going to the racing every weekend. You know, we. And, and dad knows everyone. And, and all of a sudden, wait a second, you're, you know, my dad's the guy who did all this, you know, I mean, and, you know, I had my one daughter, Allison had one of the best lines. I said, you know, you know, Allison, I'm not that guy. She goes, dad, you are that guy. You know, I mean, to have someone say that to you, I mean, yeah. it just, uh, you know, uh, I'd, uh, but I mean, my family, I mean, breaking I the news to them must've just been one of the oh, worst days of your life. Then, yeah. You know, I mean, it was just terrible. My, my son, Matthew, you know, he just got out of the Marines. One of my closest friends, you know, I didn't tell him I was going to prison until a week before I left. I mean, it's just dumb stuff. I mean, I just, I, I tried to hide. I was living, it's just wrong. I mean, I just, you know, I mean, I have time to think about it. I mean, yeah. if, prison, I mean, we can talk about that, but I mean, I'm a different man than I ever was. I mean, I know what's important. I know what, uh, I didn't waste one second in prison. I didn't sit around and hang out with my buddies. I mean, I, I have four pages yeah. of programming, uh, became a dental assistant. I mean, I, uh, uh, I got a culinary degree. I was the uh, food service <laughs> clerk. I mean, you. I mean, I pretty much. It's like yeah. I never had a chance to go to college because yeah. I was working so much. Right. You know, I mean, it just. Uh, so I, I mean, I just. I'm a different man. I mean, I, one of I the just, one of the I did a, one of these with Andy Stacy, a buddy of yours, yeah, and, and he and he went he, and he went and he served some time also, and yes. his story about how his family stuck beside him the whole time and yeah. and all of that was really. Uh, heartwarming and, and and deep, you know what I mean. I mean that you know, and same as your your family too. Like th- is. this I mean, is the hard thing on those guys, you know. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, I just you don't. I mean, you realize I, I, it, it's without crying. I mean, yeah, my family that I I'm the closest with my family that I think most people are, and I mean, 
my children know who their dad are and, and they know and just what I was doing was wrong and I've apologized to them and I, you know, and all your kids really want, I mean, they just want your time. They don't want all the other bullshit. Uh, they don't want the other stuff. They just want your time. They yeah. want your love. You know, yeah. and I just, I've, I, I've learned that. I mean, I don't need to be. Did, uh, did I, you, I, uh, did you at least have some fun with the money, Rusty? Did you have oh, some no, fun? Oh, no, of course I did. No, are you kidding me? No, I had a, I mean, it was, uh, I mean, I had uh, a nice farmhouse. I had an, uh, I have, I, I've had some nice things, you know, I, and I, I got my pilot's license in 2008, you know, so I got the fly. I, right, I had nice motor homes that I got to use. I mean, but I mean, mostly that was everybody, you know, my main racing was my 1988 box fan. You know, yeah, I had that. To yeah. the, I mean, I've had it for 20, it just, I, you know, I wish I could, you know, it's hard to read when they say, and we'd be an ass saying I lived a lavish life. It may have looked, I didn't, yeah, they definitely. You know, the, the, I, the, I respect, the things that I, I respect read, yeah. them saying it. Yeah, yeah I yeah. respect them saying it, but it's wrong. I didn't. I mean, I didn't. Uh, but it, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, I broke the law. You know, did I, you don't need all that stuff? No. I mean, it just. Uh, uh, but did, I, I mean, did uh, they did they get your friends, some of your friends before you, as far as being arrested no, and no, you knew it, it was it coming? Was always, or no, 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 it was me first. Yeah. I mean, I would, uh, I want to make sure. I mean, I was the president. I, I mean, I never. Yep. Uh, it was me. And, and, and it was me. I mean, that's why, you know, the other people on the, you know, I, I got 13 and a half years because it was me. And yeah, I, yeah, I admitted, yeah. you know, and the prosecutor and the judge probably said one of the nice, you know, like he said, he goes, I've never met a better, ni- better, nice group of people. You know, I mean, it just, you know, it, it, it wasn't like <laughs> you guys you know, are great. I, like, yeah. You guys are well, great. I mean, you, they, you, if they ask you a question, you tell them the truth. They know the answer anyhow. So, I mean, it yeah. just, you tell them the truth and it just, it just, uh, I, I I've never dumb. really I I've never really been in trouble, and I can't imagine yeah, I can't God. imagine the walls closing in on you. Oh, it's terrible. And you know I what's mean, it's, you know it's coming, and you just can't get out of this thing. It is. There's nothing you could do, and the the worst thing is it it's nothing. It happens overnight. They don't come and get you, scoop you up at night. They're not following you around in a the car. They got enough stuff on you. They're just waiting. You know. Yep. Yeah. I, I read a real good article. I think there's like two hundred thousand people getting ready to get indicted. So I mean, it's not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so I don't. Um, uh, I, did they, you been, did you think you were going to get that many years? Did your lawyer tell you to get ready for no, that? Was that no, was no, it? I, I never. Uh, honestly, I had no clue. I, I my my lawyer is a great friend of mine that you know, and he's helped me. Uh, we've I've been together forever, and basically a, a drinking buddy of yeah, mine. You know, yeah. I just uh, uh, do I think I he kind of I couldn't ask for a better lawyer because you know he just told the truth. I mean, I just uh. uh he had no clue how much time we we're getting. And, and, uh, you know, before I got sent, you know, my office manager got probation, which was great. My ex sister-in-law got, pro- I mean, that's what I wanted anyhow. And I mean, uh, I, I had no clue how much time I was going to get. I oh, mean, I so that no must've been a shock. Thought. That must've been just, a- well, yeah, it was terrible. Cause I had, I had all my family there, you know, and, uh, you know, the judge says, you know, uh, 162 months. And I'm thinking, man, how, how long is 162 months? I'm thinking, I go, Wait, I do uh, the loans I were doing were 180 months. It's 15 years, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh. I mean, and, and you know the the worst part about it, you know, I, so I went to a higher security than a camp at first, and it was still low. But uh-huh. uh, you know, you just prison. You think about what you see on TV with bars, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I thought I thought they were going to bring out food in a wheelbarrow. I, I get there, and I mean, I was never in handcuffs. I mean, it was like going. I never had a chance to go to college. It just it was. Uh, 1200 guys in dorms you know it's not uh i mean it's just a fence around you right I right mean, and i yeah. don't look at the fence anyhow so it wasn't uh 
I think that's kept my sanity. I mean, I just uh, yeah. Andy, you know I mean? Andy's. I don't know if you listen to Andy's podcast, but yeah, I yeah, did. His his, his spot. I, he yeah. It sounded like. I mean, obviously, it's not uh, where I'd want to be, but uh, it didn't sound that bad because I think no, of jail no. as you know as all the movies and the all the same TV thing. Run. That's what that's what I, that's what I thought, Steve. I mean, and I actually I spent I think two years. It was in Sandstone, Minnesota, and I went to Oxford where Andy was, and uh, I only made it there a year because at a camp. I mean, it's. You know, everybody, you know, I mean, everybody has cell phones and all this stuff. And I didn't do it at first, but then, you know, I miss my family. It's, you're lonely. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's yeah. not, you know, so, I mean, I was talking to my family and I got caught with a cell phone. And so they sent me back to a low, which but I, I was never been in trouble before any of the, yeah. uh, you know, I don't have any DUIs. So, I mean, I qualified to go to a camp, but I never, because I had so much time, you don't get to go to a camp. So that they sent me back to Sandstone which was a blessing in itself. They got a great church, you know, 200 people that go. I mean, two God-fearing pastors. It, uh, you know, I was a dental assistant. I yeah, mean, I worked. Yeah. I, worked uh, I mean, I did so many, it was just so much more opportunities. The camp was just, even though it's freedom, I mean, but it, it was hard for me. I mean, it was hard. It was, it was hard for me. I, I got to, uh, I mean, I, I never sat still. I operated every heavy equipment. I mean, I like that stuff anyhow. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, every morning I'd go grab every key there was. I'd burn about 40 gallons of diesel a day just doing nothing. <laughs> you know I mean, but it, it was, but I mean, it was, uh, I mean, I, I can honestly say prison, I was lonely. It wasn't, it changed the person I am now and yeah. it, it changed, uh, uh, it's, I, I'm gonna spend the rest of my life apologizing, you know, right. and making sure people that know that I love them, and I'm not gonna. Yeah, I mean, you're you're just, you're a convicted felon now, as far I'm as the rest of your felon. life. Like yeah, that's that's yeah. insane. You know, right? it, you know, it's funny, and I've taken there's so many business classes I took there. You know, they had some great entrepreneurs come in, and uh, you know what the funny thing is, I, I've had more job opportunities now. I think because I am a convicted felon, because if oh. I was actually trying to get a job. You'd be out of your mind not to hire me. I know what to do. I mean, if there, there's not a, there's nothing I, you couldn't think of that I haven't done or thought about doing. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I uh, quite a few of my friends. Every one of them have jobs because, I mean, you just know better. I mean, you don't want to go back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The last thing you want to do is break the law. Yeah. You know I mean. Yeah. And I, I, I love drinking beer. Do you think I'll ever get in a car and drive again? <laughs> drinking? No way. I mean, I would never take a. Ch- it's just stupid. Yeah. I mean, you want to do it. I mean, I'm not. You, so I don't. Uh, how long did you spend? How long did you spend in thirteen and a half? Six, sixty-three months. Sixty-three, is what I, 63 months, or sixty-four? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, I uh, I spent about eleven months at the camp, but the rest of it was all at Sandstone, Minnesota. So and, it's a it's a low security. And did you think you'd have a chance to get out of parole, or was that never, like, never once, no. never once? I, I uh, one thing I, I mean, my family was tired of me here saying, uh, you know, you got nothing coming. You know, I mean, it just I would. Uh, you do 85% of your time. It's just that simple. That's there's it. no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's no, you know, doing uh, all the programming in the world. You know, I, you know, you could get a year off called this thing called RDAP, but I had no previous, I don't do drugs and I didn't have any DUI. So, I mean, I didn't qualify, you know, so okay. I, uh, I put a thing in for clemency, you know, just, just so I could see my name that says pending, but I, I pray for I pray for every you know, my family. I pray for so many people. Never once did I pray to get out early. And it just, I mean, God has blessed me. They're just I, with this COVID thing, you know, you watch TV and, you know, in my prison, you know, they the people that were getting out early were just they were going home in a couple. They were going home 
in a couple months anyhow. Yeah. I think in my unit, there was only two of us. I mean, for me to come home and get six years off my sentence, I mean, it was a, I mean, when, when the counselor first, you know, told me, I mean, I, I went back to my little, little cube <laughs> and stuck my head and cried. You yeah. Know? I mean, I just, uh, uh, it's, I you think, know, and yeah. then that was that was the hardest time the last two weeks is you know, I didn't know if they're you know jerking yeah, me, you know, right. me around or if I'm going home or am I not going home or am I going to have to go back to prison I mean it's uh, so I mean when I, when I left uh, you know the, I carried all my worldly possessions which is all just pretty much paperwork you know and I uh, in my Bible and uh, I you know another cried all the way out you know I mean uh, the, I think the warden followed me with a mop bucket I mean it just it was a uh, uh, yeah. Uh, humbling just humbling humbling yeah, yeah. Was, you know the whole the whole thing is humbling you know and i just learned you know i got to meet you know my bunkie before i left i mean probably the best bunkie you know you know his name's leon martin a, you know, a black guy from dc he was a dc gangster you know a murderer you know and he was oh really probably my be- oh, yeah wow. uh, probably my best bunkie you know he uh uh i, I mean I, I i i probably my closest friends now are people i met in prison i mean it's because it is humbling you know you realize you know and we all put our boots on the same, and it's a. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, that, that's that. I mean, that could be a whole show just on that. Yeah, I mean, it just. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't a bad. I was lonely. I missed my family. You know, I missed Lizzie. I I missed. Uh, I, yeah, that was hard. So I mean, it was really hard. How are you going to pay this back? <laughs> how does that work? I'm not. There, 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 there's the, the oh crazy thing God. is it wasn't. Uh, I mean, my thing is you know I paid ten percent of my net income. You know. Yeah. It's so it, Dude, it's not, yeah, it's you just... don't, you don't pay the bottom line is you don't pay it back. I yeah. don't ha- I mean, it's when I was in, uh, I mean, cause the, it's such a goofy number. I mean, mm-hmm. there's no way it, it, it really doesn't matter. 63 yeah, 63 million. Million, you know? I mean, <laughs> I, that just, and it's probably, you know, I, it doesn't, but I mean, it, you know, it probably cost me, I don't know, hundred, 200 a month. You know, you're I mean, like, look, I, I could I sell know. my 88 box fan yeah, exactly for, right. yeah, for my three box grand. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's sitting in a junkyard right now. I cry every time I see it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, you're like, I, uh, uh, I got an old yeah, toolbox. A... So I can sell that for 20. Yeah, I know, I know. God. I know. I, uh, you know, I think the best way to repay it back is, you know, just be a good human being. Yeah. I do a lot of things for free. I mean, I'll help anyone. I just, I, uh, so, you know, just, uh, the guys that your buddies and your 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 sister in law and your yeah. you know your manager like and Andy and all these right. people, right? That the people that you know got in trouble because of this that that you know you didn't force them to do it. Don't get me wrong. No, are you? No. Are these people bitter at you at all? Or have you have you salvaged no. relationships with all these no, people? I, I I've talked to all of them, but one. Okay. And, uh, I'm sure. Uh, no. They, they, okay. The, yeah. The bottom line, Steve, is that they they all know the truth. You know. And here I'm no angel by no means, you know. And I'm, the, you know, I know my part, what I did, and I accept full responsibility. And it just, I, uh, uh, I've talked to a lot of them, and no, I don't yeah. think there's. Uh, I mean, did I affect? I mean, but th- don't give me. It's wrong. What I did was wrong, and it hurt a lot of people. And I will. I mean, I'll spend my life um, doing right things. I mean, yeah. I'm well, just gonna the, make it right the, the, the part, best I can. Yeah. I mean, the best you can. You gotta. You know, I, I went to quite a few AA meetings. I mean, I can't, I mean, I can apologize, but I, there's nothing I can do. I, I don't have $63 million. Money can't fix it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, just, What's crazy to me is that, you know, you're doing this and, and you're benefiting from it, like you said, with motorhomes yes, and, and yeah, farmhouses yeah. and airplanes and stuff yeah. or whatever. But on the other hand, 
you know, you're helping your people buy things and, and, yep. uh, and, and, but I would just be like, yeah, no, I can't help you. No, I can't help you. you I know? don't know. I, like, I'll like, go back. Like I, it makes no sense why I did. No, it I doesn't. Did. No, it doesn't. There's no, there's no way, you know, I mean, but here, I mean, here, if I did a loan for you and I was able to keep your money in my business for a month, I mean, it, I would give you the money, you know, it just, it was, I, it's just dumb. I, I mean, I sit there to talk about it now. It's like, you know, what are you thinking? I mean, all yeah, that, yeah. You know, it, the pressures, it goes back to the same thing. I'm running a business that's not making money. And the only way to, to keep it going is to keep borrowing more money. And then it gets to a point you can't sell enough things it costs to pay for the stuff. You know, I just, uh, I never would have, uh, it's no different than I see like this COVID with COVID. Could you imagine opening a restaurant and oh. then all of a sudden this? I, I, I mean, yeah, I cry when I went through town. I mean, I've, yeah. It's the same thing. I heard the best statistic. I, when I, I lost my dealership in 08, and like in 2012, over 53% of the metric stores were out of business. Wow. I mean, 50, really? 53? It, it's, it is more than, I think it's more than that. I mean, there mo- there's very few dealerships in Illinois. I mean, very few. I mean, it just, uh, um, I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, it, uh, I, just my heart, uh, my heart bleeds for him. I just, I couldn't even. So at some point you you were taking out loans probably to pay off other loans. Exactly. Yep. I mean yep. Rob, the the perfect Robin Peter to pay Paul. Yeah, yeah. Just, exactly and, and somewhere down do. and somewhere down the line this is a, they're calling on you at somewhere. Well, that's yeah. exactly it. And and you know I never had a plan. I never had an exit strategy. I didn't. I mean everybody always says I bet she's got money buried. I don't have a penny buried. I mean look, <laughs> I'm wearing I'm wearing the clothes I'm wearing right now is the nice lady across the street that her husband died and I took care of her house and she gave me a pair of boots and I mean it just uh Yeah. I, but I don't need it. I'll be fine. Yeah. I mean how much money did uh, I I live on an airfield now. Mm-hmm. You know my rent's 200 a month. I mean think about yeah. it. I didn't have that when I was 16 years old. So yeah, I mean yeah, it's yeah. uh yeah. You know, so it's everything's right in my life right now. That's I just, good. You know, I'm a spender, yeah, I mean everything is right, and I can't. Uh, you know, I'm out. You know, but basically, I'm still under BOP supervision, mm-hmm. so I can't even. They, they don't, I guess, have any ankle monitors, so I mean, I can't work. You know, so which is fine because I mean, I mean, I got plenty of stuff. Uh, the the place I moved into, I mean, I it's pretty much the. I mean, I take care of all the stuff here. I help them with that, and uh, you know, so you still in the air, you still in the airplanes. Oh yeah, yeah, I love yeah. airplanes. Yep. I can't fly. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't fly until uh, whatever. I mean, I can't go anywhere. Yeah. I have to. I mean, like if they they check up on me every couple hours, just uh, the Salvation Army. So I'm basically and I'm still under BOP super. I mean, but I'm out. So I'd rather be here, you know, talking on the phone with you than at you know in the prison with 1,200 of my buddies. Yeah. I mean, I just yeah. uh, Did, so I mean. I'll were you watching? Uh, were you watching Supercross in prison and being like, "Hey, I have yeah, to no, race those." I didn't, to, I didn't get. I got to see onesie. Yeah, you know, onesie twos. You know, a lot of them. You know, it was funny. I the the, the best story I had when I, when I finally went to Oxford camp. You uh-huh. know, I met a couple guys that knew. You know, that were either Andy's bunkie or knew Andy. I go, "Oh yeah." Do you? I go, "Do you even realize who Andy Stacy? Because Andy is so humble. Yeah. He never talks about how good he is and. And the best, is, I, I go, here, here's a comparison. It'd be like being bunkies with Brett Farr. I mean, uh, yeah, Andy yeah. Stacy, are you kidding? National number 12. I mean, yeah. and they uh, they just didn't even realize. Yeah. I mean, and I didn't really, a lot of people know, you know, that I rode dirt bikes. But I didn't really, I'm never, I don't remember a lot of the racing stuff. I remember the family times. I remember, you know, you know, the, hanging out with Mike Raw. I mean, I just, I remember hanging, you know, my family, my kids riding, you know. I mean, I raced, you know. At the end, we were racing GNCC races. You know, yeah. I just don't. 
just fun. I, I I love riding. You know, my, you know, I got so many close friends. My friend Adam Bosch had helped me. What you know, Jay Porter. I mean, I could go on and on and on. All the people that, I mean, I got a lot of great friends. You know, and just uh, and you realize, I mean, they're they're going to be your friends if you got a penny in your pocket or you got ten million in your pocket. They they don't care about that. They just want to be your friend. You know, I just uh, yeah, that's who I've been trying to hang that's... out with. I mean, it just you know, I mean, that's what. You know, but I do. I mean, it. I'm just blessed. There's no other ifs and buts about it. I mean, I'm the most blessed man I know. Wow. Yeah, and you know what? Um, you know what you did wasn't right. You admit blame, and right. the best thing you can do is going forward is is uh, become better from it. You're right. It that, that, that's no, it. That's exactly. That's it. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to. I mean, it just. That's exactly. That, that's what my plan is. I mean, it, uh, you know, I mean, I. I my uh, fiance, which uh, she's, uh, we've been together, is Liz, is Liz, and it just we are, we have such a. It's it just I'm blessed. I just can't go on and tell you how blessed I am. I mean, I, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna do the best I can to do things right, and I just want to make sure I'm gonna apologize to people. I mean, I can't change. What's they always say? You can't change the past, you know. But I mean, it's it's what made me, you know. I mean, it's what made me, and I just uh, and I've learned from my mistakes. Yeah, yeah, really. That that's that's really all you can do, right? Um. Well, thanks for doing this, Rusty. I oh no, thank it. you. I, you, and, you don't you don't know how what an honor did <laughs> you even to do that. And I, every person I've talked to, I didn't realize. I mean, like I told you before, I didn't even know what a podcast is. <laughs> 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 but I mean, you're very well known, and it's an honor that you even asked me to do it. So I, I mean, uh, I found it I interesting. Really... I knew I grew up reading about you a little bit here and there in magazines <laughs> and stuff, you know. And uh, we have some mutual friends and. I found yeah. the story interesting. I know Andy, and I and I followed yeah, the story, you know, guy. and I, and I was into it, and I wanted to kind of see everything that went down and how how it happened, you know. So, um, well, well, I appreciate that, and I, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. No, no problem. Thank you. Best of luck with everything. Keep in touch. You got my phone number if you need. I do. Anything, I do. I, can, I, do. I, I definitely help. will. And uh, and thanks a lot, Rusty. Appreciate it on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Maxis and Renthal. Thanks, Rusty. Thank you. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as... The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. Absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave
leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.